0: the october 22nd edition of the pff forecast we are going to talk about the lock of the week hopefully get ourselves back on the right side of things actually pick the right bet this time and then we've got i think evan silva now we thought we had him coming on the show last week so look until he actually calls in i don't know if he's going to be here or not um and then at the end of the podcast we are going to do something very special it's been, a, it's been a
1: hell of a week. Look, George, I will say, you have – Now, last week's podcast, I went back and listened, and we gave out some great information. Now, the one bet we did pick was <laughs> horseshit. That's, I mean, I'd arrow. rather uh, – I'd rather stick my head in like a hot vat of asphalt than watch the Dallas Cowboys play a game again.
0: In, in fairness, that's actually where the Dallas Cowboys played their well, offense.
1: That's where Zeke's feet were when he was trying to run. Um, but yeah, that was horrible, but it was it was a fun time. but I will say not to not to preview that too much, but your take, you've been far more bearish on the queue mm-hmm all cues but this particular cue Mm -hmm. that i was even and i'm i'm so happy to see did you i i i hope with all my heart that in your robin hood account there's a short of quibi because i'm i I, you deserve it you earned it i earned it
0: I, i really did i shorted quibi so long ago and um
1: in your mind at least in your heart Let's say this. I'm riding high. I'm going <laughs> to have so myself
0: funny. a nice. I'm gonna have myself like Aaron Rodgers next to her finger. Do we do we give
1: out the story for the genesis of our quibby like Hey, we can do that at the end. Yeah, I think, that I think that's probably a fair. Uh, All right. One.
0: So with that, let's rock. Okay. I will admit this. Last week, I thought I see some things. I felt really good about a lot of different games. In fact, the game that I felt the best about modeled it really well, by the way. You know, modeled so, it very well. So yes.
1: you were seeing that if we would have got Houston down, get through the window. I mean, I mean it would have been nice.
0: Don't even get this started. But um, the the side that I have liked the most all season was Pittsburgh. And I will tell you this: so I went to a wedding on Saturday. Small wedding, but there were a couple of friends I haven't seen in a while. And so, of course, they find out you work in football and they go, oh, hey, buddy, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. talk to me. And I was like, well, I'll let you know this. I haven't bet on one side more uh, than I have bet on the Pittsburgh Steelers. And so, okay. thank God, <laughs> I would have never been able to show my
1: face again. Yeah. I told my neighbor, who's a Cleveland Browns fan, that I thought Cleveland would compete this <laughs> last week. So I led him astray. But, so you've yeah. never
0: talked to your neighbor. No, You're yeah. never talking to your neighbor. It's like again.
1: the first time I ever talked to him.
0: But this week... And, and look, the Dallas thing, here's where I think we went wrong. And this is my, um, this is my thesis on this, There's, it's two part. The first is Andy Dalton playing on primetime is an absolute atrocity and a disaster. That guy clams up worse than any person on the planet. But it wasn't even his, his fault, I don't think. We should have seen, and this is what I believe, guy comes in in an off season where he can't actually get reps. It looked like they didn't know what plays they were running. But what happened against the Giants, though? I mean, he looked great against the Giants. I think against the Giants. Here's what it was. Against the Giants, they had to just throw it up, right?
1: Yeah. And they didn't challenge Arizona downfield. They didn't. It was brutal. I'll say this. I'll (laughs) say this, okay? Um, You play that game over again a bunch of times, I still think Dallas keeps it within a freaking touchdown against the Arizona Cardinals. Can
0: I ask you this? If... If Ezekiel Elliott is the player injured in that game that can't play, instead of, say, any one of the offensive linemen, they're competitive in that game, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, Zeke tanked. Well, it was 0-0 after 1. Kyler Murray had 188 passing yards. 140 of them were on two plays. Couldn't throw it in the ocean. Two plays. Couldn't throw it in the ocean. Ken and Drake had a decent game, but we know that running doesn't really like he he did not have a decent game until they were up yeah yeah he was he had like 90 something yards and then yeah he broke the slate after that um but the, it was uh, like i said i look i 'm on Dallas this week against the washington football team you're getting them as a pick' em. you're getting let's start with that game yeah you're getting them as a pick' em. i mean come on
0: so I saw this as well. And my initial thought was there's no way I'm going back to the well with Andy Dalton. But it's a 1 o'clock game. It's a 1 o'clock game. It's not on prime time. Washington is not good. And I like this. Team gets humiliated. People are overreacting to everything this year in a way that I'm not sure. I know they overreact every year. But, dude, like, Stephen A. Smith had Green Bay as his number one team last week, has him as like number seven this week or something. Like it's, yeah, yeah, it's brutal. It's people are overreacting so hard here. Um, so I really do like uh, I like the Cowboys there. I think that's one that we can consider. I mean, looking at Kyle Allen, um,
1: I gotta you know, I, I called him neutered on a on a on a <laughs> I, I want to apologize for using such flowery language. But his average depth of target's five and a half yards. It's they're, not good. they're 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 what, what? Why didn't they do this with Haskins? Does this make no sense to me?
0: Are you worried that
1: Dallas... So do you think
0: that Dallas comes out and feeds Zeke again in an attempt to get him right?
1: I w- we will have to call our friend Mike if, if that happens and have a stern talking to him. Because, the, no, I hope not. Can they, sh- I, they shouldn't feed any running back. Greasy
0: said this, I think. He was like, well, they wanted to come out and get um, Zeke going to help protect... Andy Dalton and I almost fell off of my chair and I go you don't protect your quarterback by putting him in third and medium or third and long yeah. you protect your quarterback by throwing early by running play action on early downs and to we're going to talk about the Cleveland Browns maybe here in a second that to me is what the Cleveland Browns should have done I rewatched that Pittsburgh game they dropped him back man the, Pittsburgh didn't even get pressure on him when yeah, the game yeah. was over so. We,
1: have, we have Dallas as, um, you know, using our power rankings, we have Dallas as a 3.2 points better than Washington, despite the fact that Dallas lost more points in their power ranking this week than any other team in the league. Um, here's my concern with Washington. Why did you bench Haskins if you were just going to play Allen like, and have him dink and dunk all the time. Like, what That's was the point, point of that? Because you could, you know, you already know what Kyle Allen is. Kyle Allen's a good backup quarterback in the NFL, right? Like, you no, know, if, you know, he can eventually become Fitzmagic one day, right? Maybe. But, like, there's nothing to find out about him, you know, whereas Haskins, I mean, Haskins was still dinking and dunking. He was full a yard and a half more average depth of target. He was making more mistakes. Like, when you look at this game... Like I, I called Drayvon Diggs a slump buster, but like he's not going to be a slump buster for the, in this game because Kyle Allen's not good enough to to, to sort of exploit it. So, I mean, I like Dallas here. I like Dallas in the division. Somebody gave us an email which I thought was really good. Um, mm-hmm. There was a a, a pretty um, popular sports book where what was his name uh, Jonas? Yeah, Jonas or maybe um, Jonas. Jonas J, P. maybe. Um, yeah. yeah, it was a good it was a good email because it was basically it basically shows you how much they don't adjust futures mm-hmm. uh in this particular book because the the Dallas Cowboys in the NFC East are -105, Philadelphia is +140 um -105 by the way a, a a value we have it at 57% um but the but the current game Washington's a mi- was -1 on on uh, FanDuel here so and obviously, that's you know the, the the game, which is I think a little bit more liquid, is re- re- responding to money, and the futures are not. Um, we're going to get to this game, I think, a little bit later because I think there's some value to it. But I, I think a little bit of, of what's being sprinkled in that is the fact that the Giants have a very real chance to win tomorrow um, in Philadelphia.
0: I I actually wanted to bring that one up, um, and so let's get to that one because I rewatched that Philadelphia Baltimore game.
1: Most misleading final score of the entire weekend
0: I kept this is what I'm doing while I'm watching the game wait what's the final score of this game yeah I checked the final score Eric I, I kid you not I, I saw the final score before I pressed play on the game yeah. on game pass I rechecked the final score three times because I'm like when, the, when does this happen there, Carson Wentz Carson Wentz has played better he still leads the league over the last three weeks in sacks taken
1: yeah it's, right, he finally dipped below six percent of his throws being uh, turnover yeah, worthy. Yeah.
0: Um, so this is currently four and a half. Um,
1: can I can I just bring up something that I think is, is is Who do you
0: think? Let me ask you this:
1: Who do you think the better quarterback in this game uh, is? Daniel Jones unequivocally is playing better than Dak Prescott. I don't. Mean, or or sorry, Carson uh, Wentz. He's right. He's next also to Dak. playing better yeah, than Dak Prescott. He, he's at next to Dak, Dak Prescott in my in my sheet here, so that's why I said so their support is letting him down a little bit but he's playing he's he's playing leaps and and bounds above Carson Wentz currently i'm not saying he's the better quarterback but this season he's playing better they're more efficient in the passing game than than Philly is uh, Carson Wentz, when you look at his stats, 22% of his dropbacks are positively graded. Well, that's not terrible. 21% are negatively graded. So you have that even score there. Whereas if you look at Daniel Jones, he's 26% of his dropbacks are positively graded. Only 12 and a half are negatively graded. They're they're in some of these games. Like the last two games, they were in it. I mean, they won this game and they 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 covered against Dallas. They're in these games because he's not tanking them with the throw. Like, he's not fumbling as much as he normally does. He's not, uh, you know, he he, – look, I think he's the better playing quarterback right now.
0: Daniel Jones has a PFF grade of 76. Carson Wentz has a PFF grade of 62. It's not even that close. Like, I
1: think all your points are super valid. Um, Our – in our, like, kind of uh, point spread model where essentially, like, we we sort of assume a prior for every quarterback we have – it's still a little bit of a separator we take about two and a half points but I think that that gap is narrowing as the season progresses um, between those two guys I mean you're thinking about a guy who was an MVP candidate versus a second year player who's really never played well until now um, and even you know him playing well has been masked a little bit by the deficiencies of his team but when you look at this you're not getting the best of it right it was six six and a half on Sunday so you you probably but there is still I think some validity I I you know i probably play the money line here I'd probably play the spread Um, even uh, we saw the total at 43 earlier in the day there was some value there now it's 45 no more value uh, on that but you might look at a derivative say you know Giants team total over something like that there's a lot of value to be had tomorrow night
0: all right Um, let me give you uh, let me give you another one here just because I want to get this one out of the way We've seen this number move a decent amount now. It crosses zero, but that doesn't really matter a whole lot. Pittsburgh was two point favorites at one point. Now the Titans are one point favorite. What sucks about this is, and this is why you should listen on Sunday night. We talked about Tennessee getting out to one and a half, two point underdog being a teaser leg. I am so mad that we lost that teaser leg because I loved it with a couple of others here. But what about just in general, Tennessee? one point you know favorite they're the better team here
1: Mm -hmm. yeah so one of the stats that I was looking at today like Tannehill has some unsustainable things going yes you know his his passer rating when when pressured is over 110 he has more turnover where he plays in big time throws but I will say he's leading the league right now in percentage of throws that are positively graded he's second in in fewest number of negatively graded throws whatever it is Arthur Smith you know the 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 scheme, him AJ Brown. Like AJ Brown's only played for two and a half weeks, right? Mm-hmm. And they're getting this uber production out of him. Whatever it is in that passing game, it's effective. And and I look at the Steelers, and I you know I do think that there's you know their defense is you know you know we have their defense second in 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 our opponent adjusted grades, but we have um we have them one uh, you know Tennessee first in opponent adjusted offensive grades. Um, a lot of injuries for Pittsburgh, right? Smith, Schuster, Hilton, a lot of offensive linemen. Bush is their middle linebacker. Our friend Andy Molitor, who we had on a couple weeks ago, has found that you know when you take that play caller out of the defense, there is some value that's more than just some random linebacker. Um, uh, you know Taylor the being out hurts a little bit, yes. but I you know Tennessee slows the pass rush down. I like the, I like Tennessee here. I don't know. And we're getting, you know, obviously support there because it's moved a couple percent in our direction. So I don't I don't hate it. OK, give me another one. Uh, OK. All right. It's going to. You know. Oh, no. So I need to. I know what this you, is. You got to you got to hold your nose here. The Jacksonville Jaguars are getting seven and a half points to a Los Angeles Chargers team coming off of a bye. I, I think that the Jacksonville Jaguars should be less than seven-and-a-half point underdogs here.
0: Okay, so our ELO ranking is interesting. It has the Chargers as the 27th best team in the NFL, and the Jaguars is the 31st, but about a 4.1-point difference between the two, which tells you there's more than four places, right, in a normal world. Mm-hmm.
1: There's a, there's a clustering of the bad yeah. teams.
0: Um that being said, that's still three points short.
1: Allen questionable with a back injury, Balaga questionable with a back injury, Lindball Joseph questionable with an elbow injury. Um I would say if you're looking at which team is going to push the edges a little bit more, it's clearly Jacksonville. Like Jacksonville's not one of the upper tier teams in terms of being like that advanced, but they don't make dumb decisions mm-hmm. generally. Um and you know they're you know, I think they're getting defenders back, right? Jack? Uh, questionable. Allen and um, who's the, the corner? Henderson, like they're all they're all probably fine. Chark is the one that you know he came out of last week's game. Again, like, it was always stupid to lay points with Jacksonville against Miami. It was always stupid to, you know, but I think seven and a half points is a lot for a rookie quarterback to be favored by, especially one that I think, is a little bit inconsistent. We're seeing all the great throws, but we're also – he kind of reminds me a lot of Cam Newton as a rookie where it's a lot of flashy stuff but not enough stuff to win and um, you're not consistent enough to win with. The, I, I just think this is one where I, the market is so low on Jacksonville um, that you, you, might, you might be picking up some value there.
0: I like that one a lot. All right, let me move on to Monday Night Football where your Los Angeles Rams <laughs> are facing – the Chicago Bears. The Los Angeles Rams are a six-point favorite to the Chicago Bears. Can you explain this to me? No.
1: Well, are the Rams like a public team yet? I
0: I mean, they must be because I don't understand this. The Rams have beaten only teams in one of the worst divisions in human
1: history. Well, I think that the market views the, the, the Bears as a paper tiger. And the to me the paper tigers in the NFL include the Bears, but the Bears are not the only team. I mean, when you look, so we have Chicago as one and a half points worse than the Rams on a neutral field. Um, we have the only we have Chicago only a point better than the average team on a neutral field. We just have the Rams at just two point four points, um, which is best in the NFC West, but still like there's some condensed you know condenseness there. So. I liked it. I, it stood out at me. And we're even seeing some Rams support it. It's gotten up to six. You know, you you, you get... I think uh, we've seen this game before. We've seen it twice before. Nick Foles and the Eagles
0: and then Mitch Trubisky and the Bears yeah. like have both played the Rams and had tremendous success against them.
1: Well, we, we also saw it at Soldier. They played at Soldier the last two years. Mm-hmm. And there was that once, the both we, games were Chris's games. And the first one... Was the worst game that we've ever seen in human history. Yeah. Until the Dallas game. Go- golf was, I mean, golf was atrocious in that 2018 game. And, you know, and so was Trubisky. And it yeah. still didn't matter. I mean, that game was, what, 6-15? to 15? It was brutal. It was awful. Uh, um Wow. And uh, <laughs> and then last year's game was they, they benched Trubisky at the end. He was so bad. Uh, it was 17-7, right? So you're looking at – neither of these games are, are that high. Um,
0: here's here's – so I think this is – I'm a little worried about the Rams coming off of an embarrassing game against the Niners and that they will come out guns blazing. I'm a little nervous about that. However, the Bears – are in the news because they are one of the most fraudulent five-in-one teams. And I mm-hmm. think that will fire them up a little bit. The Bears, aside from the Bucks, are one of the more complete defenses in the NFL. Their coverage is sound. They don't have weak links there. Right. They have you know strength at the other two layers. Cleo Mack is playing amazingly well. This should be, and the total is 45. It's a pretty low total. Yeah. So when I look at this and I go, oh, wow, it's a six-point game with a 45-point total. We've seen this game happen before. To me, there's a good amount of value here on the Bears.
1: Yeah, I, I like that one as well. Um, I, I think that that's uh, a really – yeah, that that one to me stood out, especially when you get the market movement towards the Rams. Um, what are the injury reports are we looking at? There's not a lot in the injury report for Chicago Bears. In fact, um, – I think, I mean, the Fuller guy being out for the Rams is a big deal. Um, I just don't, like, do you see the Chicago Bears linebackers and safeties and corners, like, really being challenged by the L.A. Rams? I don't see it. I just don't. Jared Goff is grading
0: really well right now because of Sean McVay's brilliance and the fact that they've played a very easy schedule. Yeah. And, um... When it comes down to actually making throws down the football field, I haven't seen it yet from Jared Goff. Yeah. So, so the
1: so really the question is, is can Nick Foles, and, and look, Nick Foles hasn't played well. Um, he is no. he has a 75 passer rating when clean. It's not good, but um, that
0: should regress up. Um, okay. Give me another
1: one. Uh, okay. As um, we wait, as we wait here with bated breath for, to see if, for Evan Silva, Evan yeah. Silva's going to show okay. up. Okay. Um, We were on the Falcons last week. Oh, now, God. It was, it was. And it was a lock. And it was a fucking st- Well, you know who we were against. We were against, we were the, against the Vikings. Vikings that's is, fair.
0: Are they playing the Vikings again this week? Or no, no,
1: but they're playing a, a team that's a game and a half up on the Vikings, mm. by the way. Minnesota fans, if you want to shit on Detroit, they're better than you. Okay. Um, total on this game is 55. There is no bigger... So there, there are a number of mismatches in this game, mm-hmm. okay? Look at this injury report for Detroit's defense. Flowers, wrist, questionable. Coleman, hamstring, IR. Uh, Aquara, undisclosed, IR. Trufant, hamstring, questionable. Th- their defense isn't as good as the Vikings' defense. Both are garbage. The Falcons looked awesome on, on offense, and they gave the Vikings help. They kicked a field goal mm-hmm. like on two drives in the first half they uh the the running back i can't remember that which one's name they don't swift. matter no not swift the running back for the third string running back for um brian uh hill oh. fumbled in minnesota territory oh yeah not the lions the that Falcons. game should have been way worse yeah for the vikings than it ended up being and you look on the other side like the corners for Atlanta do you think that they can cover Kenny Galladay I don't think so Mm -hmm. the only thing that keeps this game under the total of 55 which again is under a key number of 56 is running the football to Adrian Peterson I know that's the only the only thing look if they try to turn this into a 2015 matchup between Todd and AP like yeah okay if if these two teams wise up this game goes over I like I like that one a lot I I have a couple of overs actually and I, I I don't like betting batting betting the Falcons out loud but that one to me feels like a good one
0: it did feel really good to me okay let me give you another over your team the Kansas City Chiefs are favored by nine and a half to Drew Locke and the Denver Broncos and the total is 46 now what makes me nervous about this is we saw Buffalo say, look, we're just going to let you run the ball. But Kansas City ran all over them. So I'm, I'm thinking maybe Denver goes, OK, well, let's be a little less, you know, hey, just run the ball all the time. And Kansas City's defense I didn't think was very good. I thought Josh Allen gave him a couple of opportunities to make some plays in that game. The weather wasn't great. So when a spread is this high, and the total is this low and you have the best offense in the nfl playing on one side i'm inclined to think that there will be points scored
1: Mhm. yeah i i don't mind it um my only issue is that i think the chiefs play kind of a muck it up defense you know like a well i think that they're certainly capable of this game going over by halftime
0: drew, like, drew lock played and really well the other day. This is the other thing, is Drew Locke played well in that game, and it was against a Belichick defense, not what he's going to see against Kansas City, and, you know, on the road in his first game back. So there's reason for me to believe that the 18 points they scored against the Patriots makes people think they're a low-scoring team, mm-hmm. when in reality, like, Tim Patrick's playing well, they have they Jerry Judy, no fan They actually did move the ball. Gore might be well. sick,
1: which, like, helps their offense, I feel like. Um... Yeah, I mean, okay. Let's look at some. Let's look at something here. Um, Denver weather. While we're wait for Brosif. so Sunday it's supposed to be twenty four and snowy. Oh, so I am just like a little bit worried. It's supposed there. to snow. Yeah. Okay. So well. that'd be my only concern. Although that should be reflected in our models. True. Um, true. And the last time they played in the snow, the Chiefs put up their end of the bargain weather wise, or, uh-huh. or sorry, offense wise, it was just Drew Lock's fault. Um, that's not something I knew. I just, you just know. Just pull
0: it out of your ass. Pull it out. Uh, all right. Let's, um, let's pause this conversation. All right. To bring in someone. I didn't know he was going to show up or not. But uh, it's Evan Silva. Unlike Quibi, monkeyknifefight.com is a website where you can get real value. Uh, and I don't say that lightly. monkeyknifefight.com is a place where you can play prop-based games. Games that are more engaging and fun than just regular props. Head to monkeyknifefight.com, $20 deposit in your monkeyknifefight.com account with promo code PFF will get you a free PFF Edge annual subscription. So that's a $20 deposit at monkeyknifefight.com, promo code PFF, and then you get a $40 subscription for a full year. And plus all this content at PFF will help you uh, make and play smart NFL bets at monkeyknifefight.com. So go to monkeyknifefight.com and make it happen. This wonderful podcast is brought to you by our good friends at pristineauction.com. Check out their daily auctions with $1 starting bids on over 8,000 football items that are up for auction. auction. Sign helmets, balls, jerseys, and much more. Pristine Auction guarantees authenticity on every product. Use promo code PFF for $10 off your first invoice. A lot of good stuff at PFF.com right now. Mock Draft Simulator is now back in live. Jets, Giants vikings a whole lot of fan bases you should go check that out it's a lot of fun Um, our new dfs optimizer is up there and humming if you play showdown if you play regular main slate um, it is awesome you can build lineups in so many different ways a lot of uh, opportunity to create your own game stacks it's an awesome tool go check it out it's totally new and then if you're just looking for some free content a bunch of really good stuff the chris collinsworth podcast you may have heard of them with Richard Sherman, who you may have heard of as well, is pretty darn awesome. They talk about things that you just wouldn't be able to hear uh, those two guys comment on any other place. Chris Collinsworth Podcast featuring Richard Sherman this week. They talked about tackling Derrick Henry. They talked about playing high school football. Sherman has some great stories because he played in Compton and they had some interesting matchups. They talk about uh, the Ryan Fitzpatrick situation. Sherman has some strong things to say. So you'll you'll want to go check that out wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're looking for some daily content, daily betting podcast is the way to go. Both Eric and I will be on there uh, every once in a while. So you get to hear our voices there too. So go check all that good stuff out and follow us as usual at PFF on Twitter. So at long last, we welcome in, welcome back a dear friend, Evan Silva from EstablishTheRun.com. We were supposed to have you on the podcast last week. I'm not gonna get into the whole thing. We miss <laughs> you, we love you, we're glad you're back. God. And I wanna start off with this. Who has had a worse week? People with Josh Allen MVP futures, Jeffrey Tubin, or Quibby? What about the Aaron Rodgers
2: MVP, MVP futures? <laughs>
0: Uh, that was in fourth. That was my fourth option, but I had to get two other references in there, so it didn't make the didn't make the cut. How you have been? You what about
1: people rallying for Jeffrey Tubin okay. through the this written is, word? that's not, that, that's,
0: that's not what this they have is had the worst do. week. Yeah, let's let's not veer down that path. <laughs> but <laughs> but I want to give you an opportunity to talk about Josh Allen because he gets off to this very hot start. You talked about the ease of their schedule starting off the season. You talked about. The fact that you would, you know, we're pumping him up for MVP. He then comes out. Now, I think the narrative is publicly that he has looked bad over these last couple of weeks. Where do you stand right now on how you felt about Josh Allen preseason?
2: Well, um, he, had, he had two great opportunities in island games, which MVP voters are much likelier to be watching than you know, when they have to cover the, the, their own teams that they have to cover at, you know, 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, but two Island games on, on Monday nights, and he kind of flopped in both of them. The Bills lost, which is also important uh, for his MVP candidacy. And uh, because, you know, the, to, to me, the, the greatest criteria, you, you play quarterback, um, you play on a winning team, mm-hmm. and you obviously have to perform well. Which was the case for four weeks and has not been the case for the last two weeks. I think that the Week Five game against Tennessee was a legitimately bad performance by uh, by Josh Allen. The Week Six game against uh, Kansas City was a game that I think the Bills, you know, they what, what did the what was the final score? Was it a one score game?
1: Two star. Basically a one-score game. Basically a
2: one-score game. And um, he did not get... First of all, the game, it was rain in the game. Mm -hmm. Um, He hit Stefan Diggs in the hands for a potential long TD. I mean, that was a dime from Josh Allen. And usually a catch that Stefan Diggs, I think, comes down with. Uh, But it, it, it hit him in, I think, both of his hands, and he did not. Maybe the rain played a factor there. There was another... Uh, throw to uh, to John Brown to like hit him in the helmet, yeah. um, and another uh, play that I thought that Stefan Diggs should have made. Uh, and you know, if if he gets two of those, uh, his stat line looks a lot better. The Bills have a chance to win, um, and you know we're we're feeling a lot better. Uh, we, we do have the Jets coming up, and if he smashes that, which he absolutely should, uh, then I think that that, that will help him. Uh, but I I will say that I'll say that really the biggest disappointment for the Bills so far. I mean, Josh Allen has been the MVP of the Bills, like, clearly. Mm-hmm. And the LVP of the Bills has been their defense. And that is something that I was banking on uh, being, you know, a, a, assisting Josh Allen yeah. it is it has actually worked, I think, to his detriment. Certainly, over the last two weeks, they had no chance to stop. Uh, you know, they they just got trampled by Clyde Edwards Solaire awesome. in week six. And in week five, uh, they were awful against the Titans, and they they were awful against your know, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, and that that was something that I was counting on an MVP count uh, to some extent. And I, I know that you know defensive uh, predictability from year to year is not something that we should count on. But Sean McDermott has been there for what this is like his fourth year. Mm-hmm. He has you know coached, uh, overseen a, a fundamentally sound defense. the The Bills have had too many penalties in key spots defensively. When you watch the Bills over the past four or five weeks, defensively, that is, this has not been a Sean McDermott defense. Um, and so I think that that has been the, the biggest disappointment for the Bills so far. I think that Josh Allen can rally and get himself back into the mix. He's, he's received a lot of positive, like national media, mm-hmm. uh, touting of him as an MVP candidate uh, from guys like Dan Orlovsky. And, you know, I think- The that ultimate push by the way. But he's, he's <laughs> obviously got to, he's got to start playing better um uh, i think that he's probably back toward i don't know moves probably got him at like 500 to one now but uh, he's probably more like in in the 30 to one range whereas i think for you know maybe through the first four weeks he was in the the 15 to 12 to one range
1: let me let me rally for you here uh evan okay what was the expected record of the bills after six weeks probably four and two is probably what we would expect right um you know, yeah. the four and the,
2: two hoping for five and one.
1: Yeah. The Rams yeah. are the Rams are a representative team in the NFL. Tennessee was a made the AFC title game a season ago, and the Kansas City Chiefs are the defending Super Bowl champion. You go one and two in those games, that's not a terrible outcome. He's completing 67% of his passes, four to one touchdown interception ratio, eight yards per pass attempt. All of those things are good. And I will say, in the last two weeks, Allen is fourth in the NFL in big-time throws. He's second in the number of passes he's had dropped over the last two weeks. I mean, that Tennessee game was brutal. Yeah, the receivers are garbage. And John Brown was injured in the Tennessee game and mostly played injured Mm -hmm. against the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, that doesn't mean, and I don't think Evan ever meant to say, Josh Allen's good. Like, that was always the thing. You said that he would be an MVP candidate, and to the degree that you can, for people who are actually betting on this and betting big – there, you could prop swap these things after three, four weeks, and you get some value on it, right? And that's the, that was your argument the entire time. Not that Josh Allen is the next coming of John Elway. It was, the, yeah. it was that he, the, the slate worked out well for him now. There were a couple really high-leverage situations that turned up. Like the Tennessee game was not supposed to be a primetime game. So that the fact that it becomes a primetime game and then it goes pear-shaped for him is not good, right, but not expected. And the Chiefs game could have gone either way. I mean, like as Evan said, it's a few plays here and there, and they might come out of the win. And even if he goes in that game and only has five yards per pass attempt, everybody's going to remember that they took down Mahomes and the Mm -hmm. Chiefs. And so – while, again, I'm not the biggest Josh Allen supporter, I do understand his, you know, Evans process here, and I don't think even after two kind of crappy games by Allen, I don't think it was ever that bad, and it was never as good as the first four games represented.
0: So here, I'll I'll add on to that. I don't think this is lost yet, and here's why. The Patriots are a real team, but the Bills have a real chance to win the division, and that will be seen as impressive beyond the normal winning of a division because you overcome a Bill Belichick team that's real, okay? Secondarily, because the defense is so bad, Evan, it wasn't like these losses are being placed on him. Drops and a bad defense are what people are going to remember. So, you know, Rogers kicked himself in in the butt in Tampa Bay. Wilson's obviously the clear-cut favorite right now, but that division is super hard, and then Mahomes is a guy that you'd expect statistically to to come back, but like you the know,
1: bar in the public's eyes is so much higher. So much higher, higher for him. The, the the thing that I really like about Buffalo, though, and the reason why they're going to give Allen a chance is, even though they have a bad defense, they're tactfully doing the right things. What they tried to do against Kansas City was the right play. Concentrate the game on a bunch of high leverage plays and hope that you get lucky, much like the Raiders did the week before. Make Mahomes and Mahomes converted third downs because he's amazing, right? He's like the best scrambler in the league, and he's also has the best arm in the league. Why don't? Why doesn't every defense do that? Just just against any quarterback. Well, that that was what (laughs) I was worried about with like Baltimore. If you go back to that game, Baltimore thought that they could play the Chiefs straight up and like blitz and play yeah. man coverage and all no. that BS. And it's like, no, the way to beat the Chiefs is to bleed them on offense. And the Chargers did the same thing. Yeah. You know, the Chargers dared the Chiefs basically to beat their zone. And it took them all game to do it. And the same thing was true the other day. And, and Buffalo only gave up 26, yeah. you know. Evan, even though me, you, you remember guard. last
2: year when the Texans beat the Chiefs, that's exactly what they did. And right. it wasn't, I think Carlos Hyde like had 100, 100 yards in that game. Um, I'm talking about the, the regular season game. Um, obviously, the Chiefs. Uh, and Mahomes quite, was hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm talking about the regular season game, but it, and it wasn't just <laughs> Carlos Hyde. Uh, it was um, a bunch of like a ton of short passes that, like between the, you know, like between the numbers to like DeAndre Hopkins mm-hmm. and and all these other dudes that kept the ball, you know, kept the the clock moving. They controlled the clock and they were able to pull out that upside. I, I think that there is a, a clear cut formula to beat. Uh, the, the Chiefs, it's in a fragile formula. It's, it's not easy to execute, um, but we've seen teams play them tough and even beat them at times by playing that, using that pers- that specific formula, and that's what the Bills try to do. Unfortunately, you know, Diggs did not come down with those two catches and Brown didn't come down with his opportunity and Allen did make some mistakes and the, the defense, t- I mean, you know, you there's like like I, I think that giving like allowing rushing production is not a bad thing. You know, yeah. allowing a, a level of rushing efficiency can actually be a good thing for your team. But there is like a cliff drop where you can't be giving up like six yards of carry. Yes. You know, and just yeah. just getting gashed, and, and that's what happened in the Bills. So well,
1: here's a general football question. I feel like for the three of us. I agree with you, and I think that there's a, there's a underrated market inefficiency that's, being, that's coming, and, and Mike Renner talked about this. You need to have nose tackles that can keep the point of attack right? Like the bills, they don't have star low to right? He's, he opted out. Like they're just soft in the middle. And so when you deploy Same. that, that strategy, when you deploy that strategy, like you need, so like, look at the chiefs, like they signed Mike Pinnell, who's like straight up off the street. And he's a man, like he's out there taking on double teams yep. and they can back up and kind of play that kind of defense. And they're not getting gashed for six yards every down. Like it's fine to give up a six yard run every once in a while, but you guys, you know, and I, you know, I think back and I was pissed off they drafted Derek Nottie. I was, I thought Kylan Saunders was kind of a crappy pick. But if you think about it, from their perspective, like they're that kind of defense that kind of wants to bleed out the other offense and condense the game into a bunch of high leverage plays. And part of that strategy is having interior linemen that aren't Aaron Donald, like you're not getting Aaron Donald. So, so find like a cheap fatty to play in the middle and, and you know, hold the point of attack. And I think that that's what the bills are missing, and maybe why Kansas City's not nearly as bad of a defense as we think, despite their personnel.
0: I like that. I like that a lot. Let me ask you this, Evan. Do you feel like Eric and I need to apologize to you? There's a lot of apologizing going on about the whole Josh Allen thing. And I just I want to hear from someone that actually is rational about things in football and life like you. Did you feel like people needed to apologize for saying Josh Allen was inaccurate last year? Because to me, you would have asked me to apologize if I had said, you know what, he's actually playing like shit the first four weeks. Your TV is lying to you. Actually, he's been asshole, and I'm still right. But I didn't. I acknowledge the fact that he's played well, and I actually think he's played better than the public thinks he has over the past two weeks. So do you think that we should write you a letter of apology?
2: Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I mean... And I would have even said that after the first four games, when I was looking, you know, <laughs> like we were fucking cruising, you know. Um, I, I'm not into the apology game. I've done the apology game before, and the apologies were not accepted. Uh, yeah, right. Certainly it's like like, like that on social <laughs> media, never apologize on Twitter. Yeah. Um, the apologies are not accepted, yeah. and they're 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 useless. We, you know, we as friends, like we could, you know, say, hey, I was you know wrong about mm-hmm. this. And you, you, I mean, I think definitely, you know. There's a time and place to say, you know, when you're wrong, but apologizing. I remember last year through like the Raiders were six and four and there was one week where like every person in major media was apologizing. We made fun of it on the show. Not understanding that they had like a minus 110 point differential. They were absolute (laughs) trash. And they wound up, you know, like losing out essentially. <laughs> right, they and were. I, just, I was like, why is everyone apologizing? This team is bad. You <laughs> well, that know, you you are you are gonna look wrong in the end, and I mean, then you have to apologize again. Yeah, you have exactly. to Apologize again for for you know apologizing in the first place because you were wrong <laughs> to apologize. Yeah, so, I mean, and there, it's know, different. I'm not, I'm not big into apologize you know, apologizing. You know, certainly on on social media, like I screwed up the uh, our, our fantasy football evaluation, DeAndre Hopkins this year and i apologize for that um but it, in you know but it like in general like apologies d- do not go accepted uh on social media yeah. don't don't do it
1: yeah if you're okay. never appease people who aren't in good faith right like because because it, it's never going to be good enough right it's never going to meet the their their un you know unmet thresholds i mean the the thing about alan and, and the The other thing is, like, also don't be the guy who's like, "Oh, this is unsustainable." Like, let Mm -hmm. the Bills fans have their fun, right? They're having a good time. They're retweeting, like, you know, you know, they don't know that we bet Bills minus two and a half at or at Las Vegas. Like, they're 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 pissed, you know, pissed at us for not like you know crying in our beer, but like it's like. You know, just have fun. It's football, and it's good for the league if Josh Allen's good. This because you point. look at that draft. Yeah. Baker's Dude. horseshit right now. Josh Rosen's on a on a practice squad. Fucking you Here, know, like, here's the thing: if you say someone
0: isn't good, and it's our job to talk about whether players are metric, you know, whether they're accurate or not, whether they're grading well or not. Trying to pretend that that's not the way it is would be us doing a disservice to the people that want to consume football content. Now, does that mean that things that might be 55-45 doesn't work out or 60-40 doesn't work out? Yeah, but um, well, it's just like
1: it's it's like this week. This is a class, and Evan, I want to hear your opinion on this because it's very similar to the Raiders last year where people we respect were writing articles about how good the Raiders are drafting with Mm -hmm. Mayock and like how, you know, and then of course it crashes down to earth as you said, starting with them being three point favorites on the road to Adam Gase's Jets, and then losing by 30. Um, the, The Dallas Cowboys right now, right? Everybody is dunking on McCarthy. Everybody's saying, look, like, oh, look how good analytics yeah, this could is be.
2: Strange.
1: Yeah, yeah, look how, you know, oh, they're all making fun of McCarthy after six games. Yeah, well, he fumbled twice. In, in six games, so. six games that involved what? A close loss to a Rams team that's what? Four and two. A, a comeback victory against Atlanta. Losing to a Browns <laughs> team that's four and two. Like, a good team, right? Losing your starting quarterback. And yeah, getting beat, but you know Arizona's losing your entire team. offensive line. Yeah. yeah, Arizona's four and two, right? Like, you look at this and you're like, I think to myself, like, I want to bet more Dallas even money to win the NFC East because it's like the whole public's like they're dead, and it's like they're the furthest thing from dead right now. And and not like I don't necessarily want to be the one that's going on Twitter and saying, hey, this is you guys are all overreacting. I kind of want to wait it out and see in like a few months that they're like five and four. And you're like, okay, well, maybe you guys were all overreacting. To this go nonsense. cash some tickets.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I was listening to uh, sports radio today, which I mean, I'm sorry. sometimes I do just to, you know, Why? I don't know, just to torture myself. <laughs> and some guys like on the radio, he's like, you know, the Cowboys season's over. They should, you know, trade everybody. Like, you know, they should just, they should tank for Trevor. And I'm like, they're two and four. They play the Washington football team next. They could get to three and four pretty easily, although Washington is favored at, at DraftKings Sportsbook. Yeah, so um, our friends. You know, I they, they still have the best receiver core in the league. They're going to be able to score points. I, I understand how bad it looked on Monday night. Um, but, it, you know, the, everything went wrong. You, you mentioned the, the, the Zeke two fumbles. Um, the, the Gallup, you know, just egregious drop. Had zero drops on the season. Just the egregious drop. I mean, that
0: would have been a game if he just catches that shit. God,
2: man. What, what, that was awful. Well, um, But I, this is not a McCarthy thing. I don't understand attacking McCarthy. If you're going to attack McCarthy, I think there's one specific thing that you can attack him for because they've still had one of the best offenses in the NFL thus far despite all the offensive line injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, you can attack him for hiring Mike Nolan. Yeah who has not been in the NFL for a while for you know multiple years for a reason and is like his boy yeah. from uh the 2005 49ers you know and that's just like a cronyism hire and that I think you could really beat him up for
1: yeah um, I, I do agree with you 100% there in the sense that like his staff is full of like failed head coaches that are kind of his boys right like it wasn't Marinelli on the staff too I can't remember who exactly Here's, and here's the thing.
2: Oh, well, let, me, let me get one more thing in, George. Yeah. And also the, the idea that, like, they, like I've seen some people use this as, like, support for Jason Garrett. Is anybody paying attention to Jason Garrett's offense with the Giants? No. <laughs> I, I mean, the, Jason Garrett was awful and remains awful. So we, we're, we, we should not be pointing to anything that's happening with, with Dallas right now as an indication positively regarding anything uh, concerning Jason Garrett, I mean that's that that's like pushing some bias.
1: Yeah, this is clearly like a fade the public sort of situation, right? Where like everybody is, you know, they lost a, a high caliber uh, or they they've been bad on you know basically high caliber TV games, right? And everybody's going to rush, but you look at their schedule. We actually have them with the easiest schedule remaining, and if like if they can come out of Washington and Philly with two wins you're at 500 and you play and in command and in
2: command in and command you have of the NFC East and you know I let me ask what, what do you guys think about this they should trade for Ryan Fitzpatrick first of all right now their backup is Ben dinucci
1: yeah yeah uh well so oh, if you bring Dukes. in Ryan
2: Fitzpatrick and he gives you a better backup option and maybe you know he becomes like a spark plug for your offense uh, in the second half if I mean, he can move, you know. Andy Dalton really can't move. Yeah. And that is going to be an issue behind this offensive line that has just lost everyone.
0: I, I 100% am for that, especially because Andy Dalton, at least in prime time, does not seem willing to pull his ball sack out of wherever it resides and throw the ball. And Ryan Fitzpatrick will do that. And when you have receivers like that, That offense could be legitimately explosive. Kellen Moore, I think, knows what he's doing. And with that defense and Mike Nolan, you have to have someone that's aggressive because this whole, like, I'm just going to be conservative and the ball off to to Zeke
1: is going to be terrible. I'm I'm 99% behind it because there's 1% of me that wants them to trade for Jameis. Who would you rather see,
0: Evan? If it's Patrick or Jameis? I
2: think it's about even. I don't think
0: they'll trade for Jameis because he's too young. And, you know, the idea is that Dak is going to come back. Right, right. So I could see the Fitzpatrick one working out a little bit better. Um, I love that.
1: Could you could you imagine how much Jameis would just own 10 to 19 yards with those three receivers? It just would be incredible. They, there is no reason why they should tie
0: themselves to Andy Dalton.
1: Other than trying to justify their sharp backup quarterback pick, which is is kind of like stupid, but it's, you know, no team is sort of above that, I guess. Evan, you, I mean, you see this a lot because the fantasy world
0: is so, um, they're so vocal, they're so involved. I was talking to Eric about this before. Everyone overreacts to everything every year. But this year, you know, we've got the pandemic, we have the race issues going on in America. We have the election and political shit that's going on. Do you think people are overreacting more to football this year than they have in the past?
2: I think it's an interesting question, but I would say no, because everyone always over, I mean, the, the NFL is so built for overreaction because there's like, boom, like a spike you know, every Sunday you know there's freaking 14 games or 13 games on sunday and it's just like you know there's like a lull for like six days and then another spike you know and it's just so built for a week-to-week overreaction like oh now the cowboys need to tank for trevor oh you know now josh allen oh it's horrible again you know oh aaron Rodgers. oh oh the the bucks lost to the bears they're Mm -hmm. so overrated you know it's like you know then they come back and smash the packers like it's the nfl is just so built for for overreaction maybe maybe it is a little bit more overreactive because of the way that the world is today in this particular year but every year the nfl is built for just and massive maybe it's overreaction because because
0: it's so you know week to week and maybe it's also because we're seeing overreactions to the impact of the pandemic as well on football you know i and i see this we see this a lot because i mean you see it too right you run a business that's built on people subscribing to football content and like you post something and there's bad news about you know coronavirus and people immediately jump into the replies and they're like the season's getting canceled how could you possibly think about tweeting today you know and like that I think adds to it um Evan I wanted no doubt
2: like I mean I spent the entire offseason like tweeting about football and my (laughs) my probably you know highest volume response was why are you tweeting about football there's not going to be a season this year you moron yeah would you, you know, and should we ask yeah, this anyway, i have apology. to you know admit when when the titans thing the outbreak was going on and you know there was other the that uh the patriots thing with cam and you know cam was like at the facility mm-hmm. uh you know infected for an entire day like i was starting to freak out a little bit thankfully it looks like the the, the titans are kind of going the way of the, Mi- the miami marlins right. and you know they're they're overcoming it again knock I mean, on wood you right know, now i'll be do you know, honest do you
1: here? know for me the time the only time that i thought there wasn't going to be any football is when clay travis guaranteed there'd be sec football the
0: <laughs> the I, i'm i'm nervous about um the raiders bucks game
1: oh with trent brown and, all, because and, they and sent all
0: those guys home and the new protocol says they can't be back for five days so I, I'm I, I don't know I, I don't want to get into that right now. But so I, they I both, and they both
1: had this. a buy. I feel like the NFL did miss an opportunity with the the reshuffling last week. They should have pushed every team with a buy back a week, yeah, a few weeks like up. that would have. But well, I I was saying this the other day. I think Evan, to your point, there's probably a very small chance that there's going to ever be a week from now until February where there's no football. Like there's going to be some games on every single week it, for the rest of the year. It could be. Evan, myself, you,
0: Josh Hermsmeyer. Have you seen
1: me kickstep before? I'm pretty decent on at a it. field.
0: There's a field right here in beautiful Cincinnati. You know we can get on you. Onsworth,
2: fl- we, we, we go out and run some routes. Dude, we get you Cr- flown out Chris here. Chris is still in great shape. Oh god, I want Greg on my
0: team. If you, so I'll just say this. I, I mean, I don't know how amenable you are to traveling, but I will happily come out here. We'll get Ian Harditz. He'll Drive, drive down. I'll get us a nice table at Ruby's. We'll we'll enjoy a wonderful steak dinner. We can go play some football. We can come here and gather. So how would we? How would
1: we set this thing up? So, so obviously Bruce would be the quarterback. We get Bruce down here too. Steve would be the tight end. Well, if he can make it from church. Yeah. I would be the H back, like the the two, the second tight end. (laughs) Um, who, Who are we playing? Are we playing the Bengals? Yeah. Austin Gale would be like the try hard like Austin Eckler running back guy. We're only playing offense. <laughs> yeah, the no defense. No Twenty twenty. Uh let's let's make that happen.
0: I'm here for it.
2: I'd love to. It's uh I'm in Chicago. It's only a four and a half hour drive. It's just mm. the the, be- the weeks are so busy right now. I mean but you I I, I, I wanna do it um like in I don't know, maybe like late March or you know, yeah. when the when the weather starts to get a little bit better.
1: Maybe they'll push the combine back like like six weeks and that and, and we'll have, we'll find a sweet spot Ooh, there. That could be sexual and violent.
0: Okay, I want to I want to spin things forward because I I think people undersell and maybe they don't, but I always feel like people undersell Evans' prognostication abilities. And I, this is on the back end of Josh Allen. I thought you were really shrewd in thinking about him as an MVP candidate. So, what are some of the things that looking forward for the next however many weeks we have football? Because maybe they have to extend it a couple. What are some of the things that um, that you would predict that we see going forward?
2: Um, I think it has been interesting how low on the Steelers the sports books have been, hmm. and I think that they might be a top five team in the NFL. I mean, we, betting on them has been a very, very winning proposition. Oh, you and I so know far. this. Um, I think that uh, this is pretty open-ended here, George, but I'm just I'm okay. scrolling through now, all the teams. And while, you're,
0: while, you're, while you're thinking about that, yeah.
2: that's interesting that you say so
0: because I, have, I was fancying myself shrewd in being on the Steelers last week but not being too tied to that prior to think that in watching that game where Baker Mayfield was running around like a chicken with his head cut off, and their offense to me didn't look great, that they actually might be overrated in that their defense is what is winning them games, their offense is still not great, and when they have to play a team that doesn't, that has a quarterback that actually knows what he's doing, they're beatable.
1: Only Indianapolis has played an easier schedule through the first six weeks, but Pittsburgh has done really well. I
2: mean, they
0: have,
1: yeah. Yep, our Titans.
2: Um, can I think that, you know, Kansas City has shown signs at times of being the team that we expected them to be um, or that they've been, you know, over the past two years. And we really have not seen, outside of the Ravens game, a truly explosive, you know, offensive output from them. Um, teams have been playing them smarter, as we've kind of alluded to, to this point. The Cardinals, they're interesting because they – So much of their offense, I mean, well, their entire offense really, aside from, you know, Kenyon Drake, like the garbage time touchdown last week and, you know, just running all over the the cart, all over the Cowboys. But their offense has been Kyler Murray run or hitch route to DeAndre Hopkins. But Christian Kirk does potentially add a new element to their offense being 100% healthy. Um, So can their passing game start to take off because – their offense has been so, so limited. So they've been putting up points. But their offense has been Kyler Scramble or hitch route to DeAndre Hopkins. Can they add a new element? Can Christian Kirk be the guy to add a new element? This Seahawks-Cardinals game, I think, is so interesting. I do, too. Um, the total is – I think it's, I think they can absolutely beat a 56-point total. I mean, all you need is, what, 30-27? I mean, I, we should, I think we should be able to get that. Um, and then – uh, let me let me. Uh, oh, the Lions! So the Lions, they're they're poorly coached. They can't get any pressure on defense. You know they have obvious li- limitations, but you know the DeAndre Swift, um, Matthew Stafford, to you know a healthy Kenny Galladay. Can Marvin Jones do anything? He Marvin Jones hasn't hit sixty yards in like nine straight games going back mm-hmm. to last year. Hawkinson is a stud. Their offensive line has been. Kicking ass uh, from a run blocking perspective, and they they've been healthy. They've been one of the healthiest teams in the league so far. Can they start to to get it going and, and start to you know make a push in the uh, in the NFC North? Because these, like the, the Bears, I think are, are pretty fraudulent, um, and the Packers, I, I don't, you know, I guess we there was some doubt thrown into them last week with that performance against the Bucks. Are the Bucks for real? I lean toward, yes, I liked them before the season. And I thought that the people calling them, you know, the the, the 2020 version of the Browns were kind of ridiculous. I mean, I think the Brady has played pretty well. I mean, just from like from an eyeball standpoint, they've got big time receiving weapons. They're, they, they're protecting better than ever. Uh, their running game has been legit, even with a, a bunch of, uh, you know, uh, injuries in the backfield. And I think they have the best defense in the league. So, I, I mean, I, I think they're
1: legit, yeah. Yeah, I you know, when I think of Tampa Bay, I think of the, the investments they've made. You know, the, the draft last year, coverage linebacker, coverage players, and then Todd Bowles, right? And Todd Bowles, you know, back to his time in Arizona, but even with the Jets, always a good defense. And you pair that with, you know Brady who he's had some high profile mistakes but he's limited turnover where he plays on balance yeah. which I think is is a good recipe there you also look and and you know we didn't talk about this game in the you know in the in the uh preamble here but like is New Orleans a team that I you have any confidence in like they have, they're up uh seven and a half point spread uh against um you know the Panthers I can't see them covering that number so Evan yeah I got to kick you off all right
2: but this is i want to fun run with. through josh allen's rest of season schedule but we'll have to do that um maybe maybe in a couple of weeks
0: we we'll have evan back on uh and we can talk more about josh allen and maybe he'll have an answer to my question by then all right special thanks to evan for actually showing up this time that was kind of him uh he's great and i like my favorite thing about evan is that on twitter he's really funny he engages but he's not he doesn't get angry with people. He heard him talk about apologizing. Like he's just he's just he's here not to enjoy about to apologize. Yeah, to, he's just here to enjoy football. Yeah. And uh and he's one of the hardest working people we know, so that's also cool. Okay, we got to pick a lock of the week. I thought it was interesting that he talked about the Steelers there. And maybe I feel a little less excited about the Titans. I still think that the Cardinals are super fraudulent.
1: I mean, the market isn't underestimating the Steelers the way that he's saying, though, right? Like, if if you're Tennessee is a team that's fourteen and four with Hannah Hill at the helm, just had two impressive victories, made the AFC title game last year, Pittsburgh easiest schedule so far, and beat a guy with a cracked rib, and like, okay, the market hasn't been pricing in home field advantage with the full three but if let's say even it's two and a half like the tennessee titans are should be a three-point favorite right so so i feel like the market is properly pricing in pittsburgh in fact if you think like we do that tennessee and pittsburgh are about the same then you should lay tennessee here um do you have any more games that you want to consider uh do you want to talk new england san francisco no i have no clue how this game's gonna go What do you think about this game?
0: So our model doesn't show any value on either side. But let me just talk about a few things here. The New England Patriots were embarrassed by the Denver Broncos last week. The New England Patriots are a good football team. Bill Belichick, he knows Jimmy Garoppolo a little bit. In fact, he traded him to the San Francisco 49ers. And I will be damned if Bill Belichick does not have Every
1: god, you've gone both ways he on has Jimmy G over the last.
0: Every single trick in the damn book ready for Jimmy G. Yeah,
1: I let's put it this way: I
0: won't be betting the no interception prop for Jimmy G this week.
1: Yeah, that's probably fair.
0: Um, and at two, I, I think people are just so scared off because Kyle Shanahan is a damn wizard, and he is. Um, and it feels naughty. But, Derek Nottie. Yeah. But um but yeah, I I think this goes the, the way of the Patriots. On the flip side of things, I could see a play for teasing the Niners out to eight.
1: Yeah, with the total <laughs> at 43 and a half. Yeah. The problem is, is that when the Niners have lost this year, it's they've been lost bad. they've lost. They've lost It's lost. been
0: very bad. So I will say this though. Their defense, their coverage is now intact in a way that I don't think allows them to get roasted as they have before.
1: I kind of always want to say Jason Ferratek when I say Jason <laughs> Ferret. I was um, not ready for that. He was, he, he's been amazing just and like just a, kind of a revelation even. Um, so, you If you know,
0: had to pick one side of that game,
1: who would you take? Uh, San Fran. I, here's my thing. I think Shanahan is is Belichick's equal at this point.
0: Okay, so I'm four zero right now against I, you. I'm
1: not doing this. No, the, I want no. This is this is me taking a weak sauce side, and it's like no. I this is a gun to head side. I I don't like. Okay, look, All right. All if right. you want to go head head to head here, I'll take Atlanta minus two against. No, Trent, I want nothing okay, to do with okay, that. Okay, there you go. The, to get that out of here. Stop <laughs> it! Damn it! I I,
0: so I think that would have been very interesting. I'm excited. I am really excited. Yeah, for this it's game. a
1: watch the game and have fun type of situation, which last week, given that we were um, – the 4 o'clock slate was like four awful games, and now this week we get Seattle, Arizona, Kansas City, Denver, San Francisco, New England, and Jacksonville, Los mm-hmm. Angeles. Uh, that should be a better week.
0: Could I interest you, however, however, in a San Francisco-Detroit Lions teaser?
1: Uh – Okay, this is why I'm off. This is why I'm a little nervous about this. Same reason about Dallas. Total 55. Total's too high. Like, both this this game could end in a blowout. It's not the kind of game I want to tease. Um, yeah, unfortunately, you here, already- here's Well, goddamn. I wish it was 12 and a half buffalo teasing buffalo down to six and a half feels would have would have felt good but it it, you would only get down to seven there Mm -hmm. um another possible so like we briefly go over teasers new orleans down to one and a half seems fair um even though the total is a little high there kansas city would be down to three and a half that doesn't seem good enough um that's about it right Absolutely. Unless you want to tease, unless you like the Rams side, you could tease them down to a pick. But I don't like I that. I hate that. Um, in fact, I think the, rather, I like the Bears. I'd rather, I'd rather just tease the Bears. The Bears. Yeah.
0: Bet the Bears. Even though that that number doesn't make a lot of sense. Not a ton of teasers out there. I would have I would have liked Tennessee. Yeah. You know, that's a little bit lower of a total. I don't believe. Um, yeah. You know, our and, friends
1: at the Deep Dive Pod really like that over, um, which I think makes sense. Tennessee, Tennessee has just been cashing overs. So they're basically their entire. Existence with Tannehill.
0: I I really like that over as well. Um, was there one more game that I wanted to discuss? Oh, the the Seattle Arizona game, Evan brought up that over, and I think it's interesting. You just hate so I kinda hate the Arizona Cardinals offense as well. And that's why at three I really like the the Seattle Seahawks.
1: Yeah, in general against the spread at three and a half, it's a little it's a little much. Little Rich. Yeah. Just a bummer. I really liked him at three. Okay. Here's where I see it currently the ones that I think we have the strongest plays mm-hmm. on Giants tomorrow, Atlanta over, Bears plus six Monday Night Football, and Jacksonville Jaguars seven and a half at the Los Angeles Chargers or Dallas. Well, not I'm not Dallas. going back. We're not, not going back. Not doing Dallas. Okay.
0: You can bet that yourself if you'd like. Whew. Man. Okay, let me narrow it down a little bit for you. Okay. I am I am nervous about the Thursday night game. Joe Judge on a Thursday the night, the better
1: coach, generally speaking, does better on Thursday night football than the weaker coach. And we have yet to see uh, something that would make us suggest yes. that Joe Judge is better than Also, Doug
0: here's the thing I got to make it through Sunday. Okay. I got to get there. Okay. I, you know, Friday's a rough day for me, generally. Okay.
1: What if you could start at 1 0, though? Really- now,
0: that would be great. Um, the two that I am most intrigued by are the Lions, Falcons, over and the Chicago Bears.
1: I'm Eileen Chicago. My thing with Atlanta is they are the over last week was kind of a gift actually, right? A painting. painting. It was a pain, it was like a painting. And um that took some like real heavy lifting by the the Vikings at the end but to are, get them over.
0: Are you worried about the Rams just being embarrassed?
1: Sure, I think they can win by three.
0: Steamrolling,
1: yeah, I, I'm sure. I think they can win by three. I'm not like I. I don't think that they can win by. I mean, that them being lined a touchdown over the Bears seems a little heavy to me.
0: Okay, you like that one better than the, the uh, over fifty five.
1: Here's the thing, I'm trying to fade the hell out of some of these public like moves that are too drastic. Mm-hmm. Agreed. The the Cowboys one is the most egregious to me. Dallas is not dead. Dallas doesn't Dallas isn't the worst team we've ever seen. They're not a pick 'em against the Jets, okay? Um and the Bears are fraudulent, yes, but not six points worse than the Rams fraudulent. All right doing let's, it yeah let's do chicago plus the six The chicago bears plus six no beers we need this beers night. go hey
0: we get to root for nick Foles on monday night. i can't buy well, that's gonna fuck another monday night game help us lord
1: well it, here's the question does lou talk about maserati Rich, mitch at all oh. and his role as a backup on monday night <laughs> football <laughs> help me that i,
0: I miss booger and wit i know they were better maybe not
1: better but more entertaining
0: yeah, but that's the that's yeah, half yeah. the battle. Yeah. I mean, here it's like, are we, really? Like, are we, yeah. And I like, you know, I, I like those guys, but it's just tough. And it's, three, three people booths are tough, man.
1: Yeah, it's tough. You, you even asked Chris. Chris said he struggled with, yeah. when he was in the booth with Joe and, and, uh, and uh, Troy, because it was like, you kind of like pass the, it's sort of like the three-man weave. It's awkward as hell, you know.
0: <laughs> All right. It is now time for us to pour a little out for uh for quibi quibi has announced after raising 1.8 billion dollars with a b in funding to create quick bites short episodes that you can only watch on your phone uh (laughs) it's hilarious just listening to it um they they are folding supposedly because of the pandemic because no one has time to watch eight minute shows during a quarantine. Of course, that's the reason. Um, I mean, hilarious.
1: Anyway, Rachel Brosnahan, her, her turning from like probably, uh, what a top five character in house of cards to somebody who is what afraid of like her own, like metal arm. What was that?
0: Yes. The golden arm is one. And I can't even find it on their website. So I, I retweeted it. There's a clip someone took where they're there it's the, you can't record it on your phone you can only watch it on your phone this is the other hilarious thing you could only watch this shit on your phone how stupid is that i don't know man dude i have you heard of netflix they're doing all right
1: yeah they're they're um,
0: they're not you can only watch it on your phone and you can't record it you can't even screenshot it so someone's like taking a video of their phone and uh, that's why they were doing that. They had to. But you can go check it out. And it's this stupid golden arm thing. And it's the you would think this was an onion like yeah, yeah, yeah. spoof. It's so funny.
1: Dude, unreal.
0: So let's do we have a couple stories we're gonna tell you. What 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 order do you want to do this in? Because I have some Quibi shows for you.
1: Should we talk about our own Quibi experience? First. You wanna do that first? Yeah.
0: Okay. One of the reasons we were introduced to Quibi was
1: and one of the reasons, frankly, you were so bearish on it, right? Yes.
0: I heard about it early. And uh, we we heard about it, and we heard about how they're looking for quick content, yeah. you know, quick bite content. And so we decided, uh, our company, that we were going to make a, a pitch to Quibi. Um, and you and I got pulled into it to do a betting segment. So you and I are involved only in as much as we are told, come down to this spot on this day and talk about a game. <laughs> We're like, okay. So we come down, there's a full like film crew. We've rented like all this film equipment. We're talking about only one game. And you and I are told to like draw on a window pane
1: it was like horrible bosses too. Shit. It was <laughs> what it was. <laughs> Me so, making sure it's not a sharpie, by the way. Just. Yeah, I mean, so we're
0: drawing on this small window pane. We're talking about Bears. Rams,
1: uh, no, it was Rams uh, Ra- Seah- Seahawks. That Thursday night game.
0: Rams Seahawks. We're talking about Rams Seahawks. We're done in like 15 minutes, whatever. Okay. We see the fine. What? When you saw the final cut of this video. What words came to mind when you saw it?
1: I couldn't stop laughing. (laughs) There was a segment when Steve (laughs) and and Monson were all sitting in like a couch area. (laughs) Steve, by the way, is on a chair
0: that's like seven
1: inches higher than the couch. Sam's like five foot eight. (laughs) Steve's six foot eight. And Mike is Mike. And... There was a point in time where there was a solid ten seconds of time when the camera was just on Mike's crotch. Well, when he stood it up, it was—I mean, he didn't know the zoom was on. Yeah, <laughs> that should be, dude. That's what Quibi should have been. Quibi should have been exclusively zoom, zoom, zoom fuckups. ups. Been <laughs> but zoom. So it was like it was, and, and we have the 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 funniest thing about it is we have pretty good like we have great production talent in our company now correct and we went ahead and we're like oh let's like let's hire outside and you know it was honestly like and of course with all these things you have hiccups right like yeah every company has funny stories like this but But like the idea that anybody would want to consume six minutes of football of one game of one game and the idea and then like the scalability of it all. Like we're supposed to there's 16 games a weekend. We're supposed to there's only seven days in the week. How are we going to produce? Oh, you only need one. (laughs) So we were going to do this. Okay,
0: so we watch it. It's so comical that we go, okay, we just can't we're never even going to show this to anybody. So it gets buried. Now, we find out... Every
1: once in a while, we'll play it to each other
0: when we're blue. Just just to get a good laugh. And so, um, that's what enlightened me to the whole Quibi thing. So, I started doing some research and realizing that they didn't have a single piece of worthwhile content on their whole (laughs) fucking list. (laughs) And I go, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. And they want to charge me to watch it? Go fuck yourself. So, that is when I became very bearish on Quibi. And shockingly... It did, not, it did not pan out. So I have some Quibby shows to read you in our final episode, our final segment of Quibi shows. Does that sound good?
1: Uh, I can't wait. Okay. Are they, am I guessing these or are they all Quibi shows?
0: Uh, no, they're, you're guessing these. Okay. But I, I kind of have a bunch here. I, I went sort of all out for you.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, it, we have to because this is no longer going to be funny after this. Yes. Okay. First one. Big
0: Rad Wolf.
1: (laughs) I'm pretty good at this, by the way.
0: American Apparel was initially celebrated for its provocative advertising and message of social change. Then the unpredictability of its founder imploded the iconic company. This is the story of the brand, good, bad, and ugly, as told by the people who lived it. Download now on the Quibi app pretty great uh next one i have for you okay is that what do you think
1: you're pretty creative but i'm gonna say that's real it is real yeah i am pretty creative thank you Uh, because it's it's actually kind of a hilarious name it is it is
0: i mean you didn't think i could come up with that name i've had some uh, good ones. you've
1: had some good ones but that one here's the thing you're not you're not a great pun guy so you are you're Sense of humor while good is not like my, like, it's not like the Atlanta Falcons, like, lame ass. I'm not here. very punny. Yeah, you're yeah. right.
0: What the biggest pun that I'll do is like put a guy's name in something.
1: Yeah, yeah. Don't <laughs> like sp- the, the Marcus May's amazing interception last week. Don't spill O'Reilly, okay? Yeah, <laughs> here we go. Next one sassy
0: singles, daring DMs, real deal breakers. Singled Out is back to help this daters made up. navigate the treacherous waters of dating in the digital world. <laughs> this is made up. Who will be stuck in the friend zone and who will be singled out? It's made up. This is real.
2: <laughs> God damn it.
0: A... <laughs> I can't believe this is real. All right, next up. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get through this one, by the way. <laughs> Nicole Richie spreads her message of environmental love through her new musical persona, Nikki Fresh, a trap music artist (laughs) (laughs) who makes eco-conscious choices while (laughs) while dropping sick beats and performing in over-the-top music videos, all episodes streaming now.
1: Uh, that one's real, because you, like, as much as you could have made it up, you can't even contain yourself. I can't believe...
0: <laughs> Nicole Richie must have been like, "Are you,
1: wait, you want to pay me to do this? <laughs> okay. There was a tweet, by the way, that, that said, like, people who are shitting on Quibi today are assholes. I, I don't know. I, I'm fairly... Fact.
0: <laughs> All right, next up. From executive producer steven soderbergh comes a suspense thriller like no other as andy struggles for survival switch between portrait and landscape mode view to experience the story from two different perspectives as you live the thrill yourself wireless is streaming now on the quibi app
1: that's too ridiculous to be fake
0: these motherfuckers thought that if you were holding your phone and switching between portrait and landscape, your ass would be enthralled. Uh, I, I am stunned. It is real. It is
1: correct. Look, uh, I've had some right. bad ideas before, but these are bad. Okay. Are you ready? Yep. Last one. Crime
0: can be interesting. And when it involves...
1: Really? Because there aren't a ton of crime shows on, <laughs> on network television. Hey, hold on. They even had one with a mathematician Stop. as, the, as yes. the FBI consultant. Numbers. It's great.
0: Yeah. Crime can be interesting. And when it involves billions of dollars, it will demand your attention. Nice. It's not often you get inside, an inside look at stealing $2 billion. But now you do. Oh wait, no. This is just the story of Quibby.
2: <laughs> <sighs>
0: but I am here for the Quibby documentary. I'm here for it, dude. I can't, dude. There was a Will there, this? So here's the question. Here's the question I wanted to pose okay. to you. Is this a bigger flop than Firefest?
1: Because uh, no, because. Yes, of course it is. <laughs> but, but I was going to say, because I just purchased a book on, um, on Amazon. Did, did it
0: cost you $2 billion? No, no, <laughs> let, me,
1: uh, let, me, let me remember what, I don't always know these things' names, but if I go to um, the book's called <laughs> Billion Dollar Loser, it's about <laughs> the guy that started WeWork. Oh, And I'm like, this, these are like sort of similar things, right? Like there's going to be books about Quibi maybe maybe not as many as about we because we at least got off the ground built something so
0: i have a i have a theory for you okay you want to hear my theory okay someone came to jeffrey katzenberg and meg whitman and they go look this shit is a disaster you created a show where the person has to switch their phone from portrait to landscape mode you guys are fucked okay here's the way you can save. here's the way you can save yourself sell the company for parts Invest whatever scraps you get secretly through like seven different companies in a Quibi documentary. Sell that, pay off some of your debtors.
1: That's the only- <laughs> who here's the question I have, because we obviously find this amusing. How many others do though? Did they fail so badly that the documentary is only is not even gonna make it to Netflix? I don't know. Firefest did. Yeah. I
0: guess true. Firefest was a little more sensational and this was a little more public, but I don't know. I think, I, I think it could play. The last thing that I have for you is I went on the Quibi website today just to enjoy myself a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I went to, they have a tab that says shows. Obviously, that's where I get the shows. By the way, all the ones I read you until the last one were real. real. <laughs> um, I didn't even need to make any up until the last one. that's, anyways. So I went to their careers page. You can still apply for jobs at Quibi. Nice. I did. Uh, I applied for all of them. <laughs> <laughs> and i wrote some some interesting cover letters uh all under an alias by the way uh that was funny the next thing i went to is they have a tab that says news so they the second article up on their news tab is one that says it's titled it's an article at the decider.com and oh nice it's, it's titled Actually, Quibi is very good. <laughs> and it's a whole article about Quibi being good written by some poor lady who now was wrong. Here,
1: here's, my, here's my question to finish off. Uh, my last take here. As somebody who has kids. Who, Congrats. Yeah, thank you. Um, the, the, the the content thing is interesting to me because I, you know, la- my girls play soccer. And last night, we, I wanted to watch soccer with them. And they said, hey, can we just watch YouTube instead? Mm-hmm. YouTube is where all the six-minute videos are, folks. Like, w- didn't they r- try to reinvent the wheel? Like, my kids don't care if it's, like, these two brother and sisters who are now millionaires are out there, like, pouring glitter on each other, and that's, like, enough, right? Like, what, are, what were they doing? Did they, not, like, interview, did they not, like, interview parents and be like, look, you could basically put anything up on YouTube for six minutes and the kids will watch it.
0: Here's, here's their fatal mistake. They did not realize... The only thing that matters is your content they thought that the delivery mechanism was something special yeah and you're an idiot if that's what you think in 2020 the content that you create is what matters and if you can't create great content you're screwed even if you have a shitty mechanism for getting it to people people will come get it and here's the other thing there are people creating mechanisms to make it easy for anyone yeah. with a cell phone well, to create good somebody content. Somebody was
1: saying this on, uh, about like, um, you know, how Trump is Trump's presidency has been like a, uh, uh, you know, there uh, parody free presidency. Right. And, they, yep. uh, and there was, somebody who was talking about what's her name. It was like black, uh, I can, uh, basically all these comedians that are just putting their phones in selfie mode and doing Trump impressions are like killing it right They're now. They're blowing up. And and it like literally doesn't matter, right? Like we, you just like to be, you know, to laugh at things, right? And that's really been, you know, that's really what has sold, you know, over the last like, you know, four years. And doesn't make, you know, to soup that up seems like a waste of money.
0: Yeah, but. to charge people for it. Anyways, um, that I felt like was a good ode.
1: Yeah, they, to, they've earned it.
0: To Quibi. In fact, it was so good that i don't even have to do bachelorette this week so i'm gonna say but we're gonna have a double episode okay a bachelorette what, next
1: what's week. the what's the buy what's what what is the buy low model spitting out quickly here dale still or no I mean,
0: dale is a is a runaway i mean okay, she's so he's like a lock. she's sweating every time she sees him Jeez. but we have i mean i have a lot of good stuff here.
1: if your uh, quick question if you were in charge of the bachelor for a day would you allow for a switcheroo what do you mean well, it's clear like right now that like the roles should be reversed. Like Dale should like switch to, you know, and then they should they bring should bring in, in women. like, you know, like w- like at least like 5 or 6, right? Cuz like she's she's clearly like she's clearly like eliminated the chase process for da- yeah. young Dale Moss.
0: So here's the one Wouldn't thing you, like, kind Here's of, here's what I would do. You know what I would do if I had one day? I would make it possible to bring in new guys. OK, so I would bring in a challenger.
1: Didn't they do that once, though, already? Like there was Maybe. one guy that like in, in Mike's year where like that wasn't the reason Mike got booted, but like they brought some random guy off the street like one time. I don't
0: remember that. Maybe okay. they did. But uh, I think it's pretty perfect the way it is. Yeah. Anyways, I, I have a couple of good stories, and one includes going in for a kiss, getting rejected. And well, that's a whole nother can of worms. But um, so a double episode of The Bachelorette next weekend. RIP Quibby, good luck this week. Go Bears. Go Cowboys. (laughs) See you guys.